Yeah, and I thank all of you for helping me uh, with my illustration this morning, Pastor, helping me. In fact, we forgot my bird, and we had to go back home and get it. And so he told me that that will never happen again. So, amen. In uh, Isaiah 51, he said, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord, and unto the rock whence ye were hewn. Ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone. Everybody say alone. alone. And blessed him and increased him. What a marvelous verse of scripture. Now in Romans chapter 4, let's hurriedly go. He said, for, for what saith the scripture about Abraham? He believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Everybody say, that's a big deal. He believed, and God counted. His faith made a difference. His faith affected his relationship with God. And he was counted, it was counted for righteousness, not to him that worketh is a reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Now let's look at verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, the faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Anybody say amen? amen. Now let's go over to, to verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to sure to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to them to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Can everybody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Verse 18, he's the father of many nations, not being weak in faith. Verse 19, not his own body and now dead. He didn't consider it when he was about a hundred years old. Everybody say a hundred years old. God does help old men. Come on. Just because you're getting a little bit old, don't get down and out about God. God doesn't count age and say, I'm not going to bless you because you're old. Come on, you're getting old. Everybody say, I'm getting old. But God's going to use me. God's hand is on my life. Amen. He was not weak in faith. And he was 100 years old. And neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. She was about 100 years old. They didn't stagger at God's promise. They were strong in faith. And God performed a miracle and gave them a baby at the age of 100. Now, I, I don't like to think about an old lady wearing a maternity dress. But that gal wore a maternity dress at 100 years of age. Probably put a veil on her face in shame. I know this looks stupid, folks. I'm not a circus. I'm not a carnival, and I'm not the state fair. 
I'm not an object at the county fair. I am pregnant with a baby. But it's a miracle baby. And it's going to bring blessings to all down through the ages. The lineage, this is what came to me this morning. The lineage blessing that came from Abraham to Sarah to Isaac to Jacob. Friend, there is something that flows through your spiritual status with God. Don't give up. Because your children have got to receive what's flowing through you. Come on, folks. You're not just here for right now. Come on. Everybody say, praise the Lord. And look at verse 23. Now, it was not written for his sake alone. It was just not, I called him alone, but it wasn't just for his sake that I called him. That it was for, it was imputed to him. But for us also, everybody say, for us also. God called Abraham, but we're getting the blessings. And it's 4,000 years ago. My God, everybody say hallelujah. God created the, the universe and created man. 2,000 years ago, the 12th chapter of, of Genesis is the, is the call of Abraham, 2,000 years. Now, from Abraham to Christ was 2,000, and it's 2,000 years since Christ. So here we are 4,000 years away from what I'm preaching to you about. And God is still blessing. Those blessings are, I will bless them that bless you. And I'm glad our president made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Because Jesus is coming back to Israel. Come on. He's going to reign a thousand years in, in Jerusalem. So it's okay to bless it now. Claim it now. Put our stakes down now. You may be seated. <coughs> Now, what I want you to do is I want you to go with me for a few moments into the pit from whence ye were digged. Let me read one verse first, Galatians 2.16. A man is not justified by works, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. I am preaching to you on the faith of Abraham and the faith of Jesus Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can somebody say hallelujah? Romans 12 and 3, he gives to every man a measure of faith. And faith is a gift. We are gifted with the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of Jesus Christ and the faith of Jesus Christ. In Romans 4, Abraham's faith was counted for righteousness. And I'm going now, let's go now. Everybody say, let's go to the pit, Brother Gidrose. Let's go back to where all of this started. And uh, let's talk about the pit. It was a quarry. It was a spiritual quarry. And I have been in some quarries. I have been in a coal mine three miles deep in the earth. It was so black you couldn't see your hand. 
And in the quarry that Terah, the father of Abraham, worked. Terah was the father of Abraham. They were in Ur. Ur was the capital of the sect of people, the idolaters that worshipped Ur, the moon god, and had a temple to Ur, the moon god. So you can't get any more unbelief than what surrounded Abraham. He was in a hole. He was in a pit. He was in the influence of total unbelief and negativism. There was nobody, nobody talking about God. Nobody coming in. And I love that bass player playing that back there. I just love that. I'm a, I'm a guitar and bass uh, connoisseur. I, I, like, I don't think church, if we had 50 guitars up here and 57 uh, uh, bass, uh, I, I would love it. I would love it. And I'd tell everyone, I'm, turn it up, turn it up. Anyway, Abraham didn't have any kind of worship service. He didn't have any kind of church. Nobody was down there with him in faith. He was down there all by himself working with his daddy. His daddy's name was Terah. And Terah had a profession, and his profession was making idols. And so he had a hammer and a chisel, and he was making idols. Hey, Abraham, come over here, boy. Come over here. Hurry, hurry, hurry. I'm making a big bird. I'm going to make a lot of money off this bird. I'm putting him on the idol market. He'll be in the biggest store of idols in the whole town. And I'm going to make probably my fortune is going to be this bird. And Otero was down there building idols. And in that quarry of idolatry, and Isaiah, this is hundreds of years later, is saying, go back, Israel, to the quarry. Go back to the pit. The spiritual quarry of idolatry. And listen to the voice of God that spoke to the boy Abraham. Abraham, this is God. Hey, Abraham, I see you over there, Abraham. Your daddy's building idols, but Abraham, you are building altars. And God let old Terah build his idols. And sell his idols. All right? Stay there, bird. Brother Gandhi called it the bird of paradise. Stay right there, old idol. Because I am chiseling while Tara is chiseling idols. I am chiseling pillars. And Abraham, <coughs> because of your faith, <coughs> you're 
You see what your daddy's doing. Your daddy is earthbound. Your daddy is putting roots down in the earth. He wants nothing but carnality and worldliness and worldly things, houses, lands, property. He's got his mind on earth. But I'm noticing you, Abraham. I called you as a pillar of faith. Isaiah's going to talk about you. Paul is going to talk about you in Romans. You're going to be the, the, the pillar of faith for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Daniel, Ezekiel, John the Baptist. Every prophet is going to have faith, the kind of faith that you had. You staggered not at unbelief. Down in that quarry, you had an altar. And you were praying. And you were seeking my face. You chiseled an altar while Terah chiseled idols. And Abraham at that altar, he was talking to God. God, uh, I, I, I'm not just uh, down here. I'm not here just to make a living. I'm not on earth just to have a, a carnal purpose. But Lord, I am down here in this quarry, but I'm looking for a city. I'm looking for a city. My, my daddy's roots are down here, but my roots are up there. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. And God counted that as righteousness. Folks, that's a big deal. Your eternity dwells and rests upon your faith in the quarries of life. In the struggles of life. Can somebody shout hallelujah? It was tough when your own daddy you got to go against. No wonder he said, leave houses, lands, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers to be my disciples. No wonder he said a man leaves his, his home and, and joins himself to a wife. God is used to separating the righteous from the wicked. Don't, don't be ashamed of being all by yourself. Because it's when you're all by yourself that things are starting to flow. And your heritage is beginning to melt, to, to, to flow, and your children are receiving. Don't underestimate the power of your child getting up in the morning, walking in the living room, and you're down by the couch praying. Don't forget, you're planting a seed in that child that will affect its entire life. It can't live long enough to forget mama praying, daddy praying. I can still see V.A. Gidrose by his bed. Every night praying, seeking the face of God. I can see my little mother lying on the bed at night and she propped her little Bible up on her belly and she'd, I'd listen to it because whenever daddy was gone for the district, I'd sleep in daddy's bed and I'd hear my mama whenever she was over there and she was reading her Bible and then all of a sudden I'd hear something fall on the floor and that old Bible would crumble on the floor. She'd read it till she, she that kind of faith will never leave me. Come on, everybody. 
A pastor that's faithful to God through hard times will never leave you. You're getting faith from each other. Can we raise our hands and give the Lord some praise? Give the Lord some praise. Spiritual things are happening. Eternal things are happening. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you feel the Holy Ghost right now? Everybody say, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. In fact, somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody can be healed right now. While the Spirit of God is flowing right now. There's a miraculous moment in this service. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like we're going to give you some more praise. Give me some more praise. While Abraham was chiseling altars, because every place that Abraham went, to Haran and to Bethel, he built an altar. It is said of Solomon that Solomon had all the wisdom and wealth of the world, but he never had an altar for his life. What difference does an altar make? It makes all the difference. To have a place every day that you bow on your knee and say, Now, God, I'm giving you everything I have. I have nothing that is not on this altar. My life is on this altar. My finances are on this altar. Come on, somebody help me. Come on. My dreams are on this altar. Everything I hope for is on this altar. Because I'm looking for a city. I'm not working for this world. I'm not working to live down here a long time. I have a city. I am going to the throne of God. I am going to worship you forever for the blood you shed for me. I've got to have an altar where every day, everything of my life is put on that altar. And I am a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So Abraham... Down in that pit, down in that pit is where Abraham built an altar and started his walk with God, with his father discouraging him every turn of the way. Son, you got to get a hold of yourself. You got to get. You got to get. You got to found your life on money. You got to found it on education. You got to found it on 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 ideas and dreams and politics. No. He had, his mind was on a city whose builder and maker is God. And I tell you, I believe that John the Revelator found that city in the book of Revelation that Abraham was looking for. And folks, we're going to that city. Come on. We're going to that city. The power of faith is working right now. Everybody say, I believe. Come on, everybody say, I believe. I believe. Amen. It took Solomon 27 uh, years to build the tabernacle. And when he did, he offered a sacrifice of 20,000 oxen. Can you imagine how much blood was flowing? How many carcasses were stacked up? 20,000 cows and 120,000 sheep. Bring me the knife. Bring me the knife. And another one. Bah, bah, bah. 
Kill another ox. Kill another ox. Blood was flowing. And when he got through, the fire of the Lord came down. Come on. But it took seven years for that to happen. But when Jesus said, go tarry in Jerusalem, I don't dwell in temples made with hands anymore. I'm going to dwell in the hearts of men. And it won't take seven years to change them either. I'm going to breathe on them. And they're going to become temples of the Holy Ghost. What Solomon did in seven years, the Holy Ghost can do in seven seconds. I said, God can move in your life right now. I said, God is wanting to move in your life right now. He's wanting to help you right now. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. Folks, God has always chiseled men out of quarries. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. I'm always chiseling men out of quarries. I'm always bringing people through hard situations. I chiseled Noah out of a quarry of adultery. I read this in a commentary that there was not one family in Noah's day that was not in adultery but Noah and his family. And God said, I'm going I'm to wipe adultery off the face of this earth. Wow, crack, bang, lightning, thunder, and rain. God wiped it off. 400 years later, Abraham was in that quarry. It was 1,600 years after the creation. The flood did not help the human race change its habits because that quarry is always there. We dig pits where God builds palaces. What a God we serve. Would everybody say, Lord, I'm open for the faith of Abraham. I want faith so strong that I stagger not at every promise that's in this book. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. God chiseled. Noah out of a quarry of adultery. He chiseled Abraham out of a quarry of idolatry. He, he, he chiseled Joseph out of a quarry his brothers dug that he could not get out of. And God chiseled Joseph out and put him in the palace. God chiseled David out of murder and rape. And made him a man after his own heart. When God's working in your life, friends, the expectations are exponential. Come on. Never doubt what God is doing. It may seem like a small thing. But Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. I've always chiseled people out of hard Circumstances. I chiseled Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
out of a quarry of wickedness in Babylon and made them the great fiery furnace triplets. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Can anybody bear witness with what I'm preaching? And raise your hand and say, I've been encouraged by the Gidros. I'm going back to the pit right now from which I was digged. God dug me out of. I, I was preaching uh, in, up, 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 up north. And, and when I got through preaching on the cross, a man came up to me on the platform and gave me a beautiful watch. And, and uh, I took the watch and I had no idea. Years later, years later, because of times, he came up to me. He was there. And, and he said, Brother Gidrose, he wasn't a preacher. He's not a preacher. He came up to me and said, Brother Gidrose, do you remember me? And I said, no, I don't remember you. He said, don't you remember me? I'm the man that gave you the watch that night. I said, oh, thank you. It was a beautiful Lewis Bowles watch, a very rare watch. And, and he said, I gave you that watch. Do you know why I gave you that watch, Brother Gidrose? I said, no. He said, because while you were preaching on the cross, God delivered me from a habit of pornography. God chiseled me out of an addiction that was destroying my life. Friend, God is chiseling somebody out of a financial quarry you can't get out of. Come on, everybody. Somebody's got a family marriage situation it just as hard as rocks and you can't get out of it. But God is down there in your quarry. He's working for you. I believe somebody's being delivered right now. I believe somebody's marriage. Somebody's going to help somebody. Would everybody raise your hand and say, Lord, help me. Get down here in this quarry, Lord. Get down here in this pandemic quarry that America and the world is in. God is working in the quarry of the pandemic right now, friend. Don't underestimate what God's going to do. Come on, don't underestimate. Everybody say, God rules. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There is nothing impossible with God. There is nobody in an impossibility. I, I, we, we preach up in Michigan, uh, Minnesota, and I have a preacher friend that was raised in Baytown. And, uh, this, and his sister, his, his, his mother went to school with us. And, and uh, this guy, his name is Kerry. And, and Kerry's a pastor of a great church in Moorhead, uh, Michigan. And he wrote a book, from the, from the Prison to the Pulpit. And he was in the Harris County Jail his 28th time as a drug dealer. And he said, in that jail, I knelt down. And I prayed, and I prayed through. And from that time to this, it's just been one miracle after another miracle. Don't ever underestimate what God is doing. I feel the Holy Ghost. If you want to sit there, okay. But if you want to help me preach this morning. Folks, we're in a pandemic quarry right now. We need the hand of God working like never before. Come on. God, take these masks off of us.
God protect us from this virus, Lord. Woo! Heal us of our diseases. Put the blood of Jesus on us so the, the destroyer can't have us. Oh, and Jesus, the Apostle Paul took us back to where Jesus came with the faith of Abraham. He came and built on that pillar of faith. And Isaiah said, let's go back to that pit. I think every once in a while we ought to go back to where God really started that old bar room where the Holy Ghost spoke. How many of you are glad that God knows how to speak to drug addicts and broken families and children? Oh. There's nothing too hard for God. You sit here this morning and look at me like I don't know what I'm preaching but I'm telling you, I know the God. I know that I know that I know that God can deliver a man, a woman, a child. Hallelujah. And Jesus gives to every man a measure of faith. Jerry and I were flying one day, and there was a lady next to the window, and Jerry was between us. And, and uh, when the plane took off, I engaged this lady in conversation. And then I got to the place where I said, Is your, do you have a religious affiliation? She said, oh, no, I'm an atheist. I'm from China. All of my family are biologists, and every biologist, biologist in China, she said, was an atheist. And my whole family is atheist, and I, I have no faith. And I looked at that lady. She's an attorney, beautiful lady. And I said, ma'am, I am mesmerized by Jesus Christ. She said, sir, you are so blessed to have been given faith. I have no faith. And we talked a little bit more. I had to talk over Jerry Ann. And, and we talked a little bit more. And she said once again, sir, you are so blessed to have been given faith. I have no faith. And we talked a little bit more and I exalted Jesus and she once again said, Sir, you are so blessed to have been given faith. I have no faith. How many of you are glad that God has given you faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Now, I, I want to I now turn and, and let's go to the faith of Jesus Christ. The faith of the New Testament. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet now, not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, the faith that Jesus developed on the pillar 
of Abraham's faith. The faith that Jesus developed for himself. It was a faith that was strong enough to withstand the Sadducees and the Pharisees. They were so religious that they could not comprehend that the world needed a Savior. Amen? They couldn't comprehend it. Our neighbor just moved, and Mama, she was 89 years old. She has a doctor's degree. She's from Vietnam, and she's a Buddhist. Mama lived beside us for two years, and Mama had a Buddha up on the porch, which wasn't but 15 feet from our porch. Ours is down, hers is up. And she had this big Buddha. It looked like a man was up there. Finally, she put a stained glass window to cover it up. And, but, but Mama was a Buddhist, and we, I love Mama. And, and one day, I said, Mama, I, I want you to teach me about Buddha. And she said, oh, Ron, do you mind if I pray to Buddha while you pray to Jesus? And I said, Mama, you pray to whoever you want to, but Jesus hears and answers prayer. And so Jerry and fixed some gumbo, and I took it over, and oh, my Lord, Mama loved the gumbo and the potato salad. And uh, she invited me in the house, and I looked in the living room, and the whole living room is to Buddha. There are plates all over and candles and statues and, and, and Buddha here, Buddha there, Buddha, 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 Buddha. And uh, I love Mama. And, and, uh, and so one day, Mama was upstairs on her porch and I was down here and I said, Mama, I, I, I want to talk to you about Jesus. And, oh, Ron, Ron, I was raised in a Catholic girl's home in Vietnam. I said, Mama, you know a lot about Jesus then. You know a lot about the cross and his blood that he shed. Yeah, but Ron, Buddha is the religion of my family. How many are thankful that God has given you the faith? Come on. Jesus developed a faith that could withstand the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and folks, they were everywhere he went trying to find a sin he committed by healing on the Sabbath or teaching on the Sabbath. I mean, they hounded him. And then Jesus had a faith strong enough to withstand those that called him Beelzebub, the devil. Jesus had enough faith to withstand the denial by the apostle Peter who he was about to give the keys to the kingdom to that would be the apostle for the New Testament church that would preach on the day of Pentecost that would see the lame walk and, 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 and the dead raised. He denied three times, I don't even know Jesus. Folks, it hurts when you're rejected. Come on. Anybody here ever been rejected by somebody you love? And Jesus called Simon from the boats and the fishes, and he watched him do probably three million miracles one-on-one, -on -one, face to face. But yet he denied, I don't even know that man. Oh, the heart of Jesus. 
must have hurt, but he had a faith strong enough to withstand the denial by the Apostle Peter. He also had enough faith, a strong enough faith, that could take the betrayal of Judas. Oh, don't you know when he would dip in sop and he said, the one that's dipping sop with me, he's going to betray me. That must have hurt the heart of Jesus. And then he had a faith strong enough to withstand the hatred of Herod and the hatred of Pontius Pilate. And then a faith, a faith strong enough to withstand the cries from the crowd of people that he had healed of lame legs and blind eyes and leprosy. And they were all out there in that crowd, and not one of them spoke up and said, I was blind in him and I quit it. Nobody, nobody, nobody. But he had a faith strong enough to withstand the crucifixion and everybody crying, crucify him, crucify him. Don't you know it hurt? A faith strong enough to take stripes on your back. And I've stood there in Jerusalem two years ago with my grandson where they put Jesus across a board and they beat his back. But his faith, if I say his faith, come on, the faith of Jesus Christ was strong enough to take the cries from the cross. And it was strong enough to take the sleeping disciples while he was just moments away from being ground like hamburger meat. They were sleeping, but his faith could. He developed a pillar of faith, but he didn't keep it for himself. He said, I'm going to bequeath it to you. I'm going to deliver it to the saints. I'm going to bestow it. I'm going to transfer it. And I'm going to give it to my church. The faith of the Son of God that is strong enough to carry the New, the New Testament church through the persecution. Read the church history and you'll see right after Jesus left, persecution began and thousands and thousands were mortared. The stoning of Stephen, the New Testament church had a faith strong enough to withstand the stoning of Stephen. Peter and John put in prison. They had, a, had to have a faith that didn't waver. When Paul and Silas were in prison, their faith didn't waver. There was continual persecution. Fox's Book of Martyrs tells us of thousands and thousands of people that were martyred. And today, as I preach to you every five minutes in our world, somebody is being martyred for Jesus Christ. Get on your cell phone and ask Siri what countries are killing Christians today. And she'll give you about 20 that are killing Christians today. You're going to be hated of all men for my name's sake. How can the church stand centuries of hatred? And right now, come on everybody. Everybody say right now. 
Two weeks ago tomorrow, our president had a, a dinner with 100 evangelical preachers. And he told them, he said, this, and, and it wasn't supposed to get out, but somebody leaked it. He, he said, I will tell you, this election is not about Democrats and it's not about Republicans. It's about you. They're turning against the church. The church is the object of this election to destroy it. They've already got churches shut down all over America. That's the hardest thing I thought would ever happen. But it's the easiest thing that in this culture could ever happen, shutting down the churches. You're going to be hated of all men for my name's sake. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Everybody say, but I got the faith. Come on, I got the faith. Of the Son of God. And the gates of hell. Shall not prevail. Oh I wish I could excite you this morning. I wish I could excite you this morning. How has the church lasted 2,000 years? I'll tell you how it's lasted. Because from the quarry. Of the cross. Are y'all ready? Everybody say, from the quarry of the cross. That was the quarry of hatred. Because there was more hatred at the cross than at any place in history. And in that quarry, God. Can you, uh, in media, put me a cross up on the, the, uh, the soundboard or the... Uh... Everybody say, from the quarry... Of hatred. God chiseled the chief cornerstone. Of the new Jerusalem. He always quarries. He always chisels men out of quarries. And for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Everybody say, I can make it. Come on, I can make it. Because the New Testament church is going to be the biggest miracle in history. The end time church that Haggai said would be the glory of the latter house greater. Where Habakkuk said, if I told you how great it was going to be, you wouldn't even believe it. Isaiah said it, the latter rain would be, Joel said the latter rain would be greater than the former rain. Folks, we are looking at the greatest revival the world has ever known. Because out of quarries come masterpieces. Everybody say, I've been given faith. He delivered it to me. It's not my faith. It's the faith of the Son of God. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the man of God. This man of God has put the faith of Jesus Christ. This church is not built on Larry Gandy. It is built on Jesus Christ. Come on, everybody. Everybody say, greater works than the works of Jesus we're going to do because he has chiseled us out 
for such a time as this. The church is not going to fail in this pandemic. God's going to chisel men out of immorality. God's going to chisel men out of porn, pornography. God's going to chisel men out of drugs, out of alcoholism, out of lust, out of fear, out of financial failure, out of the coronavirus. God is working in my life right now. He is chiseling. God is delivering me right now. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You might well praise him. You might well praise him. Somebody receive the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody repent of their sins. Oh, God can do more in seven seconds than Solomon could do in seven years. <laughs> How many want to come up here and join with me? And let's rejoice that our Jesus was chiseled out of the quarry of hatred and made the chief cornerstone of the new Jerusalem. Oh, hallelujah. Is there one that can come running here this, this morning and say, Brother Gidrose, I have got to be, deli- I, I need some more faith. I need, I need a new measure of faith. I need a new baptism of faith. I'm facing things I've never faced in my life. Oh, ah, ah, I've got grandchildren that only God can chisel out of the habits of their life and the lifestyles they're living. (laughs) Come on, God, you're the same yesterday. Before Abraham was, I am. I've always chiseled men out of quarries. Church, go back with me. Go back to the quarries that I dug men out of. I dug Israel out of a 430-year slime pit quarry and brought them to the Red Sea. I've always, I've always chiseled men out of hard situations. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Can everybody have your hands raised to Jesus? Holy Ghost is here. Holy Ghost is here. Brother Gidrose, I need some divine help this morning. I need God to chisel me, break me loose. Call me. Call me. He called Abraham. He's calling you. You didn't choose me. I'm cho- I chose you. And I want to make a pillar of faith in this church out of your life. James and Cephas. And John were pillars in the Galatian church. God wants to make a pillar out of you. Come on, everybody, help me. Help me pray right now that the Holy Ghost will give somebody some new faith. God deliver. God delivered. I contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. It carried us through 2,000 years since Calvary. And Lord, it's going to bring us to revival, revival, revival. That's it. That's it. Somebody's praying. God delivering people with 
and new faith. New faith. Let him work. Let him work. Let him chisel. Let him call you. Let him speak to you. That's God. That's God that's calling you.